Hello and welcome to Front Page Radio with your host, international author, broadcaster, and journalist Dan Wooding, the founder of Assist Ministries and the Assist News Service. Dan, who was born in Nigeria of British missionary parents, was raised in England and later worked for some of Great Britain's largest newspapers. He has been a journalist covering the world for some 47 years now with a focus on persecuted Christians and missions. And now, here's Dan Wooding with today's guest. Welcome to today's program, and we have a gentleman called Bryn Yem. I've known him for many years, and he's come all the way from Wales. Uh, he knows the famous Tom Jones and many other people, and he is also a singer. So, Bryn, thank you so much for being on the program. Oh, it's, a, it's a thrill, and uh, uh, Anne and I, my wife Anne, is with me, and we've enjoyed the, the experience, and to be here with you, Dan, there's going to be a lot of people back home uh, who want to know everything about where you are, what you're doing, and you can <laughs> count on me to make sure they got the good news. <laughs> well, Bryn, I understand that you have a pretty dramatic early life, um, not your normal life, and the Salvation Army were very much involved with that. Tell us about those early days. Well, when I was eight months old, I was adopted by the Salvation Army, uh, Salvation Army family, and all my formative years, I grew up in the local um, um, army corps in Abergavenny, Wales. I was really blessed, uh, and I think the real blessing was that the people who adopted me were in uniform Salvation Army people. So I think that truly was a, a, the true blessing of the whole affair. Many people are adopted, and I'm really thrilled about that. And over the years, I've always been an advocate for adoption and telling people and, and sharing with people. But to be adopted at eight months and to be there with that family, it was just a, a wonderful place. Lots of love. We didn't have a lot of anything else, but loads of love. And to be in the Salvation Army, singing the choruses, going every Sunday to Sunday school, I had to, with a little persuasion from my mother. She, <laughs> she grabbed my ear and dragged me down the town there. But it's wonderful. Where, was that when you first got your love for music? Yeah, when you look back, I suppose the, the Salvation Army band and the songsters and the tambourines as a little boy. I tried to learn the cornet, but I, I wasn't um, dedicated enough. And then I couldn't play the big bass drum. I couldn't pick it up. But I used to sing along. And as the years went by, I began to enjoy singing, and I kept doing it. So when did you suddenly get this big, gray, uh, this big uh, break in your career and became a uh, professional singer? Well, the fact that I, uh, I, I was... I was working and singing with the army, and that influence, as you quite rightly said, it was a, a big influence on me. The Queen's Jubilee came along, and I wrote a single called The Jubilee Party. And being determined and, and working hard, I've got, I'd, we'd got this record out, and it came out with um, United Artists. And it was a really big success because I put hundreds in the back of my car and I went all over the county promoting and selling it. And that was the door opener. And after that, uh, the, the mighty Woolworths Empire, Woolworths, the great stores, F.W. Woolworths from New York. But, you know, in, a, in the U.K., they had about 1,500 stores. And the, the buyer asked me, would, would I like to promote my, my album, which I didn't have. I, had, I, said, I, I said, well, well great. It was an op opportunity. And once I got started, 
I wouldn't give in. I kept going. <laughs> what what sort of relationship did you ever have with Tom Jones? Well, Ann and I, we've been to two. We were at two of the big functions. We had a tribute um, lunch at the City Hall Cardiff with Tom and his wife Linda and his son Mark. And we were all there together. And Ann and previous to that, we had been to the Hilton Hotel in London where the uh, Variety Club in the UK did a big lunch for him and big money raiser, you know, for the children. As you know, Variety is the children's charity. It's very famous in the UK, but it's big here too. I'm on the board of the Variety Club in Orlando. And the team there are wonderful, and it's so good for me to be involved. I've been involved with Variety since I was 20 years of age, and uh, it's, it's close to my heart. And uh, last year, uh, Variety Florida gave $500,000 to the Winnie Palmer Children's Hospital in Orlando. So all that is all part and parcel of my life growing up in the Army. And as you know, the Army social services, Dan, they're absolutely terrific. Uh, how many people do, do we, you and I know that you just mention the Army and they say, oh, I love that organization. They do tremendous work. My father used to be in the war and they used to give him tea, etc. It's a wonderful thing. So the Army is close to my heart. And it's very interesting that recently... We did a big concert in Wales and to help the, the Welsh Eisteddfod, all the fundraising, they wanted money for this Eisteddfod. It was held in Abergavenny, our hometown. That made it very special for us and we immediately locked in and worked on it. At the same time, because I was going back to Wales, to Abergavenny, I thought it would be a lovely idea for me to go back to my youth and get the local Salvation Army band. But then a God incidence occurred. God took control. And I not only, I didn't have the eight or ten piece Salvation Army band from the little core in Abergavenny, I had the premier Salvation Army band called Salvation Brass. And I mean premier, they were just awesome. It was a big success. And they said, Brain, we'd love to do an album with you. Because uh, prior to that, I'd had an album, How Great Thou Art. It went gold. Uh, I went, I had an album of the year with the Richard Williams singers from Tonner Revel. God really took over, and I, we're, we're blessed, truly, truly blessed. And back to Tom Jones. You Tom forgot Jones. to tell us how you met him. Well, <laughs> we did say that we went to these functions, but I knew him much be before then. In the early days, he was Tommy Scott and the Senators. <laughs> and I, I had a, a little band, too, and Anne used to sing with, with her sister Maureen. And uh, so we were familiar with one another. And then I was working in London, uh, in Watford, at the Busy Bee restaurant. And I used to do the, some shows there. And then I found out that Tom was down at ATV Elstree Studios, which is only five, six miles down the road. And I, through my friend, the doctor, Dr. O'Sullivan, who was the, the studio doctor, he invited me up for lunch, which was good because I was away from home. And if you could have a, you could have a cheap lunch at the studio. <laughs> See? So I used to go like every week for months and months. Tom was working there. He was recording hello i'm uh, this is tom jones remember the series this is tom jones and i used to go on the set uh, every week i'd go and sneak in and sit up in the dark and watch them watch them working on on the show and of course tom had some of the biggest names in the in the industry as guests so got to know tom then then we had photographs and some of the functions one of them went on the back of the album i think it was the uh, um, the inspirational album. It, he, there's a photograph of Tom and I. And when I see him now and again, 
you know, it's like, hi, hi. He says, hello, buddy. He speaks. He still speaks the same now as he did all his years ago, <laughs> which is yeah. lovely. Bryn, uh, a little while ago, I was over in Liverpool, and uh, I went to one of my favorite places called Strawberry Field. Yeah. <laughs> now, John Lennon happened to live at the side of Strawberry Field, uh, with his auntie Mimi, and I regularly, when he was a kid, used to climb over the wall because it was a Salvation Army orphanage. And um, <laughs> what was Great. so amazing was he'd hear the brass band play, and uh, he'd go over there and he'd tell the kids, you know, one day I'm going to have my own band, which was pretty prophetic. But yeah. anyway, um, uh, it was very interesting because the they closed the... Um, the, the orphanage down, but it had become a charismatic prayer center then uh, that the Salvation Army leased part of the property to that. Right. And Youth with a Mission also had an office. But now I recently did a story that the Salvation Army are turning it into a Beatles museum, but they use it as a way of reaching the people yeah, with people. the gospel. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? You know, it this is, is wonderful. The, the and I'll tell you something now, Dan. This is... Uh, uh, I'm featured in the Beatles Encyclopedia. Uh-huh. It's it's worldwide. It's been and it, from A to Z. It's the life it's history of the Beatles. And we're under A because in 1963, when we were very young kids, the Beatles came and did a show at Abergavenny Town Hall, and we were on there. We had photographs with them, and I, they signed our album, "Please <laughs> Please Me." And to, then I was included in this book, the the Beatles Encyclopedia. Wonderful! Isn't that great? That's great. You know, over the years, you've certainly got the personality to do this. I understand you've done a few cruises as well. And uh, yes. where, does Anne go with you on those or yes. are you on your own? Our whole life has been a blessing. Now, I just said to some of the staff outside, your friends, lovely people, Sadie, the lady on the front desk, I said, you know, I'm, I am a, a walking testament that the Lord can draw a straight line with a crooked stick. <laughs> and it's true. And I really, I often meant use that because it's true. It's been phenomenal, the God incidences in our life that have opened doors and kept us moving forward. A cruise ships was a way of paying the, the rent, you know, in the early days. I was always brought up in the army. When Woolworths, the mighty Woolworths Empire said to me, we want an album from you with, with the Welsh choir, it was easy because I did the old rugged cross, the holy city. I loved it because I, was, I grew up with that. All that went forward and it went from strength to strength. So, you know, we, th- then the albums, Let There Be Peace on Earth, album of the year voted by the British music retailers. I, I, had, I was in the charts with four albums and I didn't have a major record label. That's God. That is a God incident. You do not get in the British charts unless you got EMI or Sony or whatever. But I did. Because we were determined, and Anne and I worked together, side by side, out on the road, promoting and selling the albums, because it was only the albums that paid the rent. So, you know, it's been quite a journey. And then, as I said, the Salvation Army. We want to do a record with you, Bryn, because we are aware that you did the album with the Triochi, the the Morriston Orpheus, and the the Richard Williams Singers. We want an album with you. This is after that big concert. And we did it. And in Four weeks from now, we're releasing an album called Bryn Yem, 
meets Salvation Brass <laughs> with the with the Army Songsters. It's a wonderful pr- project, and we're going to feature the voice of General William Booth on the opening of the album. His actual voice. That's amazing. Well, for those three people listening, Bryn, who don't really know the history of the Salvation Army, tell us a bit about it. Salvation Army was founded by General William Booth. They celebrated their 150th anniversary, I think, last year. And uh, the work of the Army, of course, is, as we said earlier, is just well-known, well-known around the world. People respect one incident, I want to share this with you. Anna and I were doing a, a, a personal appearance in the big shopping center in Newport just before Christmas. And um, I couldn't believe it. A, a, a lot of people, a lot of Muslims there now, which is something we never, ever saw. And I saw a, a, a couple coming up, mother and daughter, it seemed like. Muslims in the bur- everything in the, in the, burqa. the thing. And they stopped. I had the Salvation Army band there that particular day doing Christmas carols. And they stopped. And I watched. And I was too slow to get a photograph because the young girl stopped, went into her bag. Her and her mother went over and put something in the Salvation Army box. Muslim. Now, isn't that something? That's great. So you see, there are good Muslims out there. As ours have been, but to see it like that was really, yeah. it made me sit up and take notice. And in those days when General Booth started, I mean, London was a pretty chaotic place and a lot yeah. of poverty, a lot of violence. Yeah. But, but he, he would take his teams out into the streets. Often, I understand they would get attacked, but they yes. stood their ground. Why, why did he use music uh, as an attraction? To, you know, for the gospel. Well, they, I don't know that, how early they started using brass, but it's very much associated with the Salvation Army, isn't it? A brass band is this, the Salvation Army. Uh, all that kind of stuff over the years we just grew and grew, and the officers and young people uh, did the, the, the choirs and the singing, what they call the songsters. That's, that's, I'm using them on the new album, and it's been, it's widely. Now, we spoke a little moment ago about, and I wanted mention this because we're talking to people here in the States. A lot of Welsh people here. I meet a lot of Welsh people. Chicago got 5,000 members. Sarasota down with us got 300 members in the Welsh uh, Welsh society and 25% of them speak fluent Welsh. It, it's incredible. So all that is good. Now, I share this with you. Not only Salvation Army, William Booth, but Wales in particular has given the world some of the greatest preachers that ever walked the planet. Owl Harris, Daniel Rowland, Christmas Evans, and of course, a very close friend of Owl Harris, who worked with him in the very early days in 1740, the Reverend George Whitfield. Mm-hmm. And last week in Nashville, when I joined others in the NRB convention, the National Religious Broadcasters, I pitched a, a draft script of the Reverend George Whitfield. I'm trying to make a movie out of it. And I think that it'll follow your movie that I've heard on the grapevine they're going to do with you. Hmm. Your life story is quite unique. Never mind about mine. Your, <laughs> yours, yours is pretty good. And I'm sure a lot of people will enjoy that and, and will be amazed at what you yes. came through, especially in old rough old London. You knew all about that with them boys. <laughs> Tell us about Whitfield then. What was his background? 
George Whitfield, really, if, if you get me the keys, I'll lock up because with, once I get onto Whitfield, I get excited. Because George Whitfield was born in, uh, in Gloucester, England, in a, in a pub, in a bar, in an inn. It's called the, the Bell Inn. Huh. And his mother couldn't afford to send him to, for schooling. And one of the people said, listen, you ought to send him to Oxford as a servitor. Now a servitor is when a, a person We'll go to Oxford and clean the boots and bring the tea, a servitor, as it says. And when he got there, he met John and Charles Worsley, right? And, and now Whitfield was ordained in Gloucester Cathedral. The very school that he went to, the school rooms in Mary's Decrypt, is still there. And Anne and I had a real pleasure of hanging a portrait of a young Whitfield in that very schoolroom. And Anne and I together, because we are so very excited about the, the George Whitfield, the cornerstone of the Great Revival, Princeton, all down, all, Whitfield, Ben Franklin was his buddy. Huh. Ben Franklin was his publisher and close friend. Whitfield's story needs to be told. 90% of Americans don't know, don't know him. And yet he was the, he is the nanny of America. Franklin was the dad. So this is an exciting thing. And Anne and I then dipped into our savings and we put a bronze bust of George Whitfield in the library of the Gordon Conwell Seminary in Boston. And then we did the same bust in Northwestern College at the seminary there, and as we sit here today, those busts are in the library, inspiring young theological students. Isn't that great? It's wonderful. We're speaking with the one and only Bryn Yem. Uh, I've known Bryn many years, but uh, he's probably the most enthusiastic Welshman I've ever met, and I've met a few. Amen. And his lovely wife is sitting there totally bewildered with what's going on, I think, but uh, uh, Bryn... Tell us a little bit about how people can find out more about your, um, you know, your different projects. What, do you have a website or a place where people can go? Um, yeah, there is. Uh, we have a website called bayinternationalgroup.com. And I also have a, a shop online because I've got quite a large catalog of music now after the years. And every, it's, they're all on every platform iTunes, Amazon, etc. So they're all available online. And I, I, what I like, though, is some some people like to have the album in the hand, you sure. know, and I, that's nice. And so they can look at that or Google my name. And yeah. now you better spell it for us because it's quite unusual. Okay, especially if, if yes, some people wouldn't know it's Bryn is a Welsh name. My my name was really Bryn Moore which means the big mountain. Bryn is very common in Wales. Yem is the adopted name. This is the family that, you know, took me in. And so... And it's double M, isn't it? Y-E-double-M. Yeah. So you Google it because it's quite a, quite, a, quite a thing because it's so varied and shows a, a track record over many years of many years of work. But, you know, having said that, when George Whitfield came into our life, that had a profound effect because I used to sing, right? We all know that. I used to sing in the army and I sing and I went around the world. I, I'd done crusades in India, Africa, Hong Kong, South America and Chile. I was down there for a week in uh, Santiago. So I've done all that sort of stuff. But then when Whitfield came in, it opened the door for me to minister more. I've all, you know, my faith is very special to me and special to my wife. We, you know, we lost our daughter, Tina, on, in March this time, th three years ago, and we lost Tina 
after a fight with cancer. Mm. And yeah, it was it was beyond pain. You know, you don't expect to bury your children. How old was she? She was 40. So the thing is that, you know, after that, Anne and I are very happy to tell you that we believe our faith has been strengthened, right? I, I do know I have friends who lost children. They've gone the other way. They say, oh, it can't be right. It can't be right. How would I, how would I take this child of mine? So Anne and I... You know, we had strong faith and it hasn't diminished. Uh, and we were so happy that uh, we just remember the great days with Tina. Her name was Tina Marie. Tell us a bit more about her. Tina was living in Spain. And one day I rang home. I was somewhere. And Anne said, Tina rang up and she said, I'm coming home, Mum." And when, when Anne, Anne heard that, she realized that something afoot. And... Within a week, Tina was flying back to the UK to get treatment. And uh, it was a lump in the neck started off. And it was a 15-month period. And I, we all went home, of course, including me. And when down we went. And we were there supporting her, praying for her. We, we had a prayer chain like you wouldn't believe. Because I told you, I, I've been around the world. I made a lot of friends and a lot of crusades. So I, I notified everybody. We had a prayer chain like you wouldn't believe. But as you know, Dan... There's one prayer that you, no way you can alter. There's nothing you can do about it. And that is, thy will be done. Mm. Right? That's it. Thy will be done. We have to, we accepted that. We didn't question it. And we prayed about it. And we were so grateful that we had Tina. So that, that's. Did she pass away at your home or what? She passed away in the local hospital. There. Yeah. She went in and the last going off. And it was very sad and very upsetting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is there something, Bryn, you'd like to say to someone listening to this who, you know, has a child that is very seriously ill and may go on? Uh, You know, is there anything you could share with them to encourage them? Well, with me and and Anne and and many people like us, what do you do in in times of trouble, trials and tribulations, right? What do you do? On your knees. Pray. It's the greatest comforter to be able to pray. Jeremiah 33.3, call on me and I will answer you. Jeremiah 33.3, wow, what a phone number that is. <laughs> it's never never busy, <laughs> never busy. You, it, you can call collect, but it's there. And we, when we were going through all this, we prayed a lot and we called a lot. So, Lord, you know, is there, is there anything we can do? What can we do? And we just prayed. And for anyone who is suffering, you know, what I really uh, get upset about is how do people manage if they don't know the Lord Jesus? Yeah. If they haven't got that personal faith, you know, where, where, where do they go? It must be a nightmare. But with our brothers and sisters in Christ, the prayer is a great healer. And I, I know that, Dan, that there's a lot of people praying for you because you've had a, a little bit of a setback with illness and it's a worry and all your friends are worried about you. Your dear friend in uh, in Wales, Robin Reese, <laughs> he sends his, his warmest uh, and he's been very ill with prostate cancer. Yeah. See, so nobody's exempt. So if somebody's listening and they don't believe in the Lord uh, and they have a child who is dying, what would you say? I would say pray. Open your heart. Yeah. Open your heart and receive 
the gospel, receive the, the Holy Spirit, and you will find that whatever your problem is, it'll be halved. You will feel a lot better because you've had somebody to lean on, and we know who that someone is. Well, this has been wonderful speaking with Bryn Yem again. That's B-R-Y-N, Yem, Y-E-M-M, a very unusual name. Is that a Welsh name, Bryn, or what? No, Yem originated in the Forest of Dean. Oh, oh let me tell you this. Uh, when we went back to Wales now this last year, uh, there's a guy who's been writing a book, 150 pages he's got, and he came up with my original original birth certificate i'd never seen it and guess what it said brinmore michael carilio oh. my mother was italian after the war and it gave the it gave the address where i was born and it gave her jo- occupation a job she was a packer in the tobacco factory huh. in wales i'd never seen it so you know my real name is brinmore michael carilio <laughs> but my adopted name is Yem, so it's the Yem part. What a nice way to pay back my mum and dad, eh? Oh, that's great. And, and the Salvation Army album is dedicated to my parents who adopted me. And this is the one called Bryn Yem Meets Salvation Brass. Yes. Wow, you must watch out for that Faith, one. Hope, and Salvation, it's called. Faith, Hope, and, and salvation. salvation. And guess what? The Army, the army in America are, are supporting it, and they're going to be pushing it because we're going to give, as indeed in the U.K., a large percentage of the profit will go to the Salvation Army Social Fund. After the, the, the death of Tina, both Anne and I, we stood back and we looked at everything that had gone on, how far we had gone, and we decided there and then that whatever time we got left, we're going to do as everything as much as possible to help those who need help. Uh, I'm an ambassador for the Hospice of the Valley, St. David's Hospice. And when we, when we go home, we do a string of concerts, and that money is raised and given to the organizations. It's our way to say thank you. Well, what a joy to speak to Bryn. I'm sorry that Anne had to sit there and uh, listen to it all, but um, just just give a brief rundown of who Anne is, her background. Right. My, my Anne is the mother of my three children. We've got one of each. Now, I want to tell you that Anne, <laughs> that's it, you smiling. My Anne is, 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 behind every guy, there's a good woman. Anne and I grew up in the same street. She lived at number one, Tudor Street. I was raised in number 66, Tudor Street. And when Anne bought our first home, unbeknown to me, I knew the road and the number of the house was 66. Now, what's significant about 66? There are 66 books put together and made into the Holy Bible. So that's God. God has been with me all the way. He picked me up. You know that wonderful uh, words of footsteps? You remember footsteps? Sure. Well, that's it's bang on to me because I've, I've been carried all the way. So and how many years now have you been together? 50 years. Wonderful. You're but, approaching can you, me. I'm 55 years yeah, now. Can you please mention that I look well, and Anne, because yeah, I said 55. Yeah, they, they look really tell well. Tell all these people in America. I'll collect the money afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was great. You're the best. We've been speaking with Bryn Yen, again, B-R-Y-N-Y-E-M-M. Just Google him. Uh, He has a lot of uh, music out there. Please pray for him and his dear wife, and also pray for the Salvation Army and support them as much as you can. So, Bryn and Anne, sitting there quietly, thank you so much for being on the show. Can I thank, very before I go, can we thank our friend uh, in, in L.A., 
Eddie and his wife Sue for being so good to us. They loaned us their car to come over to see you. And they're just wonderful people. In Hebrew is a great word. I use it quite a lot. If you meet somebody really outstanding, you say he's a mensch. M-E-N-S-C-H. A mensch. It means a real top, warm-hearted, compassionate human being. Like you are, Dan. You're a mensch. (laughs) Bryn, thank you so much. You have been listening to Front Page Radio with international journalist Dan Wooding. If you would like a free subscription to the Assist News Service, log on to www.assistnews.net. And if you would like to write to Dan, send an email to assistnews at aol.com. Tune in again for another edition of Front Page Radio on this same station.